0: I ran a leadership course lasting three weeks for the Air Force of a Middle Eastern country back in 2017. Not many people know that. (laughs) It was one of the more unusual training assignments I've had over the past five years. And as you know by now, listening to this program, I typically don't do anything but sales training these days, unless there's a real, real reason to do it. But I was um, kind of hitting a blank in terms of training assignments in the summer months, a couple of years ago. And I love working in the Middle East. The training gig was exceptionally well paid. I love to travel. And it was a real challenge. And I've done some work for the military before, but I felt still the need to consult with some people with a military background about this. And one term came to the fore in the conversations with these people. And the term that they used is VUCA, V-U-C-A, which I'd not heard before. And that term I learned stands for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. VUCA, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. I've since heard the term used in different contexts, and it stuck with me. But why is this relevant to you? Well, looking at my plans for the podcast in May, I had approached a couple of people about sharing their views About what's going on in 2020. And then, interestingly, following an online networking group with other trainers last week, I realized that there is one constant in this sea of variables right now, and that is that actually no one really knows what the next quarter looks like, not to mention the next couple of months or even the rest of the year, because we are slap bang in a VUCA environment. So that's what today is all about. What to do when the training world is VUCA, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. I've got three ideas which could help you. This is episode 87 of the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hi, I'm Mark, and it's my pleasure and privilege to welcome you to another episode of The Training Business Podcast. I'm the host of the show, and of course, you can hear an episode every single Thursday. This is the show for freelance trainers, for training business owners, for training consultants, just like you and I. And the goal of this episode and every episode of the show, it's the same. It's to help you to start to grow and to scale a profitable training business. So I'd like to remind you that, of course, you can find episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, Spotify, and a range of other podcasting platforms. So another week has gone by. Another episode is here. And I hope the weather is just as nice where you are as it is with me. And right now you might hear in the background some bird call because I'm recording this outside. And of course, the weather is beautiful. So it's a lovely occasion to kind of take some respite from the current environment. I am fed up to my back teeth about hearing about COVID, as I'm sure you are, but we can't wish this away. And this is this is what today is all about. It's dealing with the current situation and how we can actually overcome the problems in the situation. I've got some three or rather three suggestions, which I think will help you. But I received some lovely comments from some of you about last week's episode, where we had Natasha Villasek on the show to give you five tips on LinkedIn Sales Navigator, which I'm sure for some of you was something you'd not heard of before. And you may recall that back in episode 25, I had Petra Fisher on the show, to talk about getting the basics right in LinkedIn. So it made perfect sense to have Natasha on the show to talk about something slightly different, which of course is LinkedIn Sales Navigator. All of us, or probably most of us, are on LinkedIn, which of course is no surprise because LinkedIn is quite simply the world's largest online professional network. But not everyone uses LinkedIn Sales Navigator or even has heard of it. But I hope today's or rather, last week's episode has helped to change that. And LinkedIn is certainly something I'll come back to in a future episode. So let's focus on today. And I've tried hard not to raise the topic of COVID-19 or the pandemic in the last couple of months or or weeks even. It's it's actually a couple of weeks, it feels like a couple of months. And it's for a good reason. Number one, it's almost impossible to turn on any TV station or radio channel without hearing that term or those terms, pandemic and COVID-19, coupled. And I'm sure you have heard enough of those terms. The second reason is that much of the coverage, if not all of the coverage, is overwhelmingly negative. And I find that tends to disempower people. So I try not to do that because you get plenty of that elsewhere. And the third reason is I'm conscious of the fact that Podcast episodes like this one will be online for months and perhaps years to come. So that kind of lends a permanence to these episodes. So people might be listening to these episodes in the future and they might feel that this topic, if the topic is almost or completely about COVID 19 and the pandemic, it kind of dates the episode and makes it kind of irrelevant. And I don't worry too much anymore about the 2008 recession because I know a solution was found. So that's an interesting reality check, which is that this too shall pass. We're not worried about the 2008 recession anymore. It was pretty, pretty impactful in many respects, but that has passed and this too shall pass. And the fourth reason that I don't want to bang on about the current pandemic, well, that's kind of selfish. I find it helps my state of mind when I know that I have to produce something positive, constructive, productive for you each week. COVID-19, of course, is a problem, but I'd like to think that this podcast and this episode is part of the solution, if that doesn't sound too arrogant. Now, before the music, I mentioned the term VUCA. So one more time, that term is an acronym. It stands for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And it's a term which I learned from delivering training to a branch of the military in 2017. Now, whilst all of that sounds negative. The word is vuka, not hookah. So it's it's volatile, not hopeless. There are definitely signs of hope, of things changing, of things being turned around. And only 12 years ago, if you recall, as I mentioned, we entered a recession. It took several years to emerge from it. But more importantly, we learned a lot from it. And governments and businesses this time have been far more agile and quick to respond and willing to take more deeper, meaningful action than last time. That's a good thing. The second thing of course is that despite what you've heard and continue to hear, some industries are doing very well and there is a continued growing demand for training. Insurance, entertainment and online retail are just three of those sectors. Where I know trainers in those spaces are actually seeing an uptake in demand for their training and coaching. And obviously, how we, as tra- how we as training providers or coaching providers meet those challenges, those demands from those customers, that has changed. So with that in mind, let's look at a couple of ideas to survive and thrive in this VUCA environment. And there are three today. Number one, don't just network for business, network for support. I'll say that one more time. Don't just network for business, but network for support. For some of us who are being used to uh, being surrounded by others in a familiar structured environment, you know, maybe a, a workspace to go to every day or or a Starbucks, a familiar office, the absence of this office where we're now stuck in a home office, that's got to be a shock. And a lot of independent trainers I see online and listen to online are acting as if everything is okay. But we both know this is not the case for everyone. It's okay to admit that you are struggling and some people are really struggling in all kinds of ways, both financially and of course, worryingly with mental health. And that of course is because people are in a very difficult situation financially and some of us don't know where the next paycheck is coming from. So it's really, really important that you find some way to connect with other trainers if only to share your mental burden. And I'm fortunate in that I'm a member of an online group for fellow trainers Training business owners. We typically meet once every three or four weeks, although I think that we could actually benefit from meeting more often in the current situation. Now, this does not have to be something formal. What matters is that it's a forum for honest, supportive dialogue, not so much perhaps about winning new business, but about supporting your existing business and you, of course, the person behind the business. So what I recommend is that you reach out to a couple of trainers, you know, you can find them on LinkedIn and schedule a business centric, solutions centric, support centric meeting with them. It could be on Zoom or Skype or something else once or twice a month on something secure, a platform where you feel secure. 10 to 12 participants should be more than enough, actually fewer is better so many of us right now are focused on networking with our customers but i think we also need to network with our <clears throat> contemporaries other trainers people just like you and i other coaches it's all right to compete but i think in this vuca climate it's essential to collaborate too and i'm going to give you a couple of guidelines to make this work the first th- thing is to be a giver. I've been in a few network groups where some people do all the giving and others do all the taking. Okay? That's, that's crap. It's awful. Unacceptable. There are a few things more annoying when there's a generosity imbalance. Some people are shy. I get it. That's okay. But just turning up, sitting there, stumm, saying nothing, like a post, like a doorpost, like an observer. That's pretty poor behavior. You wouldn't do that in front of your training delegates, would you? Sit there, you know, you wouldn't like anyone in your training audience to sit there, non, you know, non reactive, non responsive. So when I put together my thoughts for my podcasts, I work really hard to develop content that helps my listeners. And I think you know this by now. If you want to take part in a networking group, then don't just take, you must give. And to give your clients Names and sales figures is not what I'm talking about here, but you can certainly give ideas and give support because more people than you realize are in need of support than they're willing to admit. The second guideline here on this topic of, you know, not just networking for business, but for support is to be positive. Avoid negative conversations where people go down the path of criticizing people by name and brands by name. It's important that everything is constructive and positive. That, of course, does not mean that everything is artificially perfect and that no one has got problems. That's completely ridiculous. But it does mean that we need to ensure that people are attracted to your group and to you, because the group and you focus on solutions to problems and not just the problems themselves. And the third thing to make this work in terms of networking for support, this is really worth emphasizing, is that you've got to be reliable. If you t- say you're going to take part and think of it like a training session or coaching session, you've got to commit to that session and to take part. If you say you'll be there, be there. Maybe you've been in a situation in the past where you've I don't know, planned for a whole day's workshop and someone cancelled it. How do you feel? Or you have scheduled a workshop and only 12 people are scheduled to turn up, but only three bother. How How do you feel? Right. That's really disappointing and hurtful, particularly to the someone or person who has gone to the trouble of setting up this network group and they look bad, actually. And that's happened to me. You know, you 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 organize something and then people can't be bothered turning up to that particular event or that workshop or that session. So I think you've got to support not just the people in the group, but the people organizing the group because someone's gone to the trouble of doing this. And think like it were your own group. If it is your own group, you want people to commit and to turn up. I don't care how good people are if they're not commit committed and consistent. No one likes independent, rather undependable independence. Okay, you want people to look at you and think this person keeps their word. Okay, the second thing today, which is going to help you to thrive in this VUC environment, is don't follow the herd, do lead the herd. Don't follow the herd, do lead the herd. What do I mean? Well, something which has emerged as a strong theme in the course of a couple of these network conversations, which I'm a member of or have been party to in, in a cu- past couple of weeks. It's hard to believe it's only been a few weeks since all this kicked off. What's happened is many, many training companies right now, training providers, individuals, are throwing up anything online under the guise of e-learning or of virtual learning or online learning. It's understandable because... Some of us have obviously responded to the VUCA climate in this way. We panic, we think, what have I got? I need to get something online, to sell something online, because everyone else is doing it. And you will no doubt have seen this yourself. And if you've subscribed to the to the email list of, of other training companies, which I do, because this helps to keep me informed about what they're up to, my competition is up to, you will no doubt have seen many companies tell their clients that course X and program Y or workshop K are now online! Exclamation mark! And you'll have seen this trend on LinkedIn too. And there are a couple of problems with this. Number one, not everything can be converted to an online course. And some people are perhaps slow to realize this, but I think the consequences are going to be massive down the line. Some programs, by their nature, because of the outcomes which are demanded by the business, paying for those courses, those programs require face-to-face interaction. Others require a blended approach. And of course, as an expert, you understand the appropriate learning modalities for your programs, for your intellectual property, because you're an expert. That's the first problem. The second problem is that some customers actually do not know what they're looking for. That's a real problem. They go to market, they look for inverted commas training because they've been asked to find someone who delivers sales training or leadership training or Microsoft Word training or WordPress training or resilience training. The list is endless and people don't push back. It it really takes confidence on your part and my part to push back against this. It takes confidence to have a straight up, straight talking conversation with your customers and tell them that something they're looking for is actually not what they need. Would you agree? It takes guts to do that, to tell someone that something they're looking for online will not work online. And I think you know this is true because... If you are committed to delivering business focused solutions which generate return on a training investment, the last thing you want to do is do something which kills your income stream when all of this is over, which kind of leads me to to problem three. Some of what has been produced in the name of online learning is quite frankly suboptimal, substandard product. And I've seen a couple of these programs that have somehow been magically transmogrified from what was an eight hour in-your-seat-in-a-room training session into now magically this sit-at-home-on-a-screen three-hour program. And I predict that after all of this is over, a lot of businesses are going to have had poor experiences with online learning and will be very slow to invest in online or virtual learning. So you really got to be careful what you put your name to, particularly if you're putting your name to the kind of content that won't Enhance your brand, but might actually damage that. Your brand, and I think a lot of people have done a lot of great work in developing a brand, and now some people are risking all of that by creating content which is going to damage that brand. So that's my caution. Don't follow the herd. Do lead the herd. Be willing to have those frank, honest conversations. What you're looking for, Miss, Mister, Client, Mrs. Client, Client, by name if you know them by name it's this, this is not going to work. And here's why. Okay, having the confidence to defend your brand, and leading with your brand, not following the herd. Number three today, finally, is to do less training, and do more coaching. And this is an insight which I learned from a networking group recently. And a couple of trainers have told me that what's working for them is actually delivering less group training, and more one to one coaching, specifically with business leaders in the company. So what they're doing is they're reaching out to not the normally the normal group of people who would be at their training, but the heads of departments where those people would come from for the training and offering 30-minute coaching sessions to help people to develop a plan for their cost center or their area of responsibility, their division, their section. And this quite this is quite clever. I think there are a couple of benefits. To this, Number one, given that many business leaders are currently at home, you have a chance to interact with them in a very human environment and maybe get to know them as people because you'll see, you know, you won't see a business backdrop, you won't see their offices, you won't see them in shirts and skirts, but you will see them perhaps with their dog or their cat on the table or the couch. You get to see them in their sweatshirts or their hoodies and see them as someone just like you. And if you think of it, there are no badges or titles or gatekeepers in the way. So if we can connect, which of course is what LinkedIn Sales Navigator helps you to do, which is to find these individual people, these decision makers, and then of course to reach out and connect with them, to have a kind of a coaching, helping conversation, as opposed to a training um, business conversation. It helps people to see you in a different light. And because you're not offering training, also... And a key point, you're not risking cannibalizing your existing on-site, face-to-face training programs by having to offer them at a lower price, just like everyone else. So Think of what I said to you in step two a moment ago, which is this, or trend two, which is don't follow the herd, lead the herd. What I, what I see out there right now is a lot of people who are actually cannibalizing their income streams, because if you think of it, they're actually underselling what they normally charge for as a full day's training. So if I'm buying training from you, and all of a sudden your training program, which normally takes two days, now takes three hours or four hours, and is 25% of the price it was before the current situation, I'm not going to pay 100% or even 75% when things go back to normal, am I? Think about that. That should really concern you. If you see people around you suddenly cutting the price of what is a substantial amount of work and also shortening this into a kind of a this un- unreasonably short time period just to get this online, so what becomes an 8 hour program is now a 25 uh or, or three hour program that's ridiculous, so I, as a buyer, would look at this and think I'm not going to anymore have people away from their desks at the front line for eight hours when I can have them for three hours, which is unrealistic, but that's what they'll think, and I'm not going to pay you know three thousand for your um face to face program when I can get the same thing for i don't know four hundred dollars. And that, that's concerning because we're cannibalizing our future income streams by chucking everything we have online. That's a big, big problem, which is going to get really worse as people see the consequences of what they're doing right now by chucking everything online. And of course, the third benefit to this of of doing less of your training, but more coaching, so pivoting slightly, not offering exactly what you currently do face-to-face or did face-to-face, but more trying to put a different spin on things by doing more coaching. The third benefit is that you're able to connect directly with the people who hold budgets and make decisions. And if you're doing more coaching with these kinds of heads of department or business leaders and less training, you're able to have some kind of confidential one-to-one time with them. I know it's tricky to do, but some people are doing it very well. I've had success with this with one person recently, where just by having that one-to-one time without anyone else around, they're at home, I'm at home. There's no gatekeeper there scheduling me out or trying to block me out from having that conversation. And by connecting as a coach, and not as a training provider, in this instance, if you can offer one-to-one coaching of a strategic nature, real thought leadership here, this might give you an opportunity to be involved in the planning when things improve, and they will see you less as a provider and more of or more as a trusted advisor. Do you understand? So less as a provider or a commodity, just like everyone else, but more as a trusted advisor. So do you think it might help you to be in a stronger position when that business goes to market looking for training in the future? Yeah, I think so. So there we are, three reasons today, or three kinds of thoughts, or three strategies to deal with the current VUCA environment, which is one, to not just network for business, but network with people who can support you in what is currently a very difficult time by being giver, being a giver, being a, a positive person, and being reliable. Not following the herd was number two. So ensuring that everything you do is not converted to an online course, having that courage to have a conversation which helps people to realize you have their best interests at heart, not recommending online if you know that's not the way to go, And of course, realizing that anything you put your name to now will have consequences for your brand in the future. And the third thing today is to try and do less training. So not just magically converting your face-to-face training and therefore risking cannibalizing your income streams and damaging your brand, But being able to have more one-to-one coaching conversations with people who've got the power to make decisions in your favor when things improve. And by doing so, of course, you're connecting in a much more powerful way, which will improve your position, your bargaining position, negotiating position, and influencing position when all of this VUCA environment subsides. And it will pass this to shall pass. So that's it for today. Three ideas to help you in this VUCA training environment right now. I have a couple of more ideas in mind, but I'm going to dedicate one or two future episodes to those topics on their own. So keep the suggestions coming. All emails or contacts on social media etc will be replied to me personally my sincere thanks to you for tuning in again this week thanks for all your support i'd love you to leave a rating on apple podcasts because this helps us to promote the show and to attract the kinds of guests like natasha and marshall goldsmith and others and kind of gives me an idea as to the kinds of topics which can help you on your training business journey You can check out the podcast on a range of podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Acast. The list is endless. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook and Instagram. So feel free to check us out and to join the conversation as you see fit. Thanks for your time today. And I look forward to your time again next Thursday for a fresh episode of the Training Business Podcast. Until then, stay safe. Bye for now.